Hi, folks. This is the GOK Gospel of Kittison, episode 49, brought to you the week of June 23rd, 2015. I am your host, actor, uh, religious leader, um, fat guy, James Kennison. Thanks for joining me, listening, and uh, you're already hooked, right? So awesome. Anyway, if you've been following along, and I'm sure you have, I'm sure you've gone back to the beginning and listened to every episode, I would if I didn't live it. But uh, I'm sure you know that we have been in the process of moving. And uh, I think the last episode I did, yeah, back in May, we were still in, in Florida. Well, now we're in St. Louis, Missouri. The end of an era, as many of you may know, and some of you may not. Uh, I was a children's pastor in Florida at a, at a fairly large church. Uh, very successful, very awesome, very good looking too. Man, I was so, so good looking. I don't know what's happened, but I, I was once. Trust me, don't look at any photos on Facebook from that era, but just trust me. Um, but then I was hit with, um, I say hit my, my existing depression, uh, was joined up with some anxiety and some bipolarism and became, um, a crushing, horrible strain on my life and forced me, uh, at gunpoint. It's very crazy how depression does that. Now it forced me to, um, quit my job. And it kind of turned our family upside down. I was unable to communicate to people, you know, lots of pain, mental anguish, uh, feeling empty and horrible and and not being able to do anything. And um, if you'd like to understand about that period of my life, uh, just go back in the the, uh, archives. Okay, here's what you do is you look for an episode, not, not the titles, just look at the dates. And look for the two-year gap where I didn't record crap. <laughs> and then start listening after that, you know. Uh, and then you'll, you'll start, you know, hearing all the, all the stuff. But um, part, of, part of our recovery as a family, now that I'm starting to do better, has been to move here to Florida. Uh, uh, or St. Louis. I prefer to call it St. Louis instead of Florida because it's not Florida. But uh, St. Louis is in Missouri. It's right next. It's the one with the arch. You know, I've seen it a lot. Haven't been in it. Seen it tons, like almost every day. I think they move it around on the skyline so that you everybody gets a shot, you know. But uh, we're in an area in the in the city proper. Because it's kind of weird. The city, there's St. Louis City and then St. Louis County. And the city is surrounded by the county, but it's not part of the county. And this is something people tried to explain to me before I moved here, and it made no sense at all. Now that I'm here, it seems as, as plain as the nose on my face that we are the city and the suburbs are the county. Boom. That's it. Nobody explained it that way, I guess. So now I got it. So I live in the city, and I go to Target in the county. You have to. There's none here. 
in the city. City's interesting. But uh, the reason why the move to St. Louis is such a big deal is because, uh, just being quite honest, Florida is where I failed. Failed. I fell apart there. I broke. I let my family down, a whole bunch of other things. And and the, the nice people that you are, you're going to feel the need to send me a note as many of you did last time, which was really nice. Just like a note to say, hey, we're listening, we're supporting you, all that. But you're going to feel the need to send a note that says, oh, you didn't fail, man. That wasn't your fault. You couldn't help it. That was that was simple geometry or genetics even. Uh, probably genetics. But, um, and I and I will say this to you so that you will not have to send it. Let's pretend you did and I'm typing it back and I'm saying, yes, I know in the literal sense uh, or in a figurative sense, I didn't fail. Oh, that's that's a good thing to broadcast. Um, but I but I did, and here's the example I think I've even used before. If I had to get a lemon cake uh, to your house for a dinner party by five thirty p.m., and I had the lemon cake in my car, and my car's tire blew, and it took me an hour to get it fixed because I'm a, a blazing idiot and I don't know how to change a tire. And I get there, let's say seven because the time that makes sense time wise. Just don't do the math and it still makes sense. So uh, I get there. I have failed. Not, not at bringing the cake, obviously, but I still failed at bringing the cake at the right time. Matter of fact, let's just say I ate the cake because I would have. If I was sitting there changing a tire for an hour and wasn't going to get there for two hours, that extra hour was spent eating the cake. So the cake's gone. Failed horribly. Well, you say, James, it's not your fault, man. The, the, the car tire blew. It's not your fault that the cake didn't get here as I wiped the crumbs from my face. Um, and I would say, yes, I agree. But I still failed at my task. Did I not? Did I get it here on time? Did I do it the right way? The answer, even though it was outside of my control, the answer is still, yes, I failed. And that's the way I feel about Florida. Not the whole state, just the part that I influenced. <laughs> the part that I soiled. Uh, so yes, I know that it's, it's not my fault and blah, 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 but I'm still failing. And, and that's the hard part is I'm here and everything was supposed to be absolutely different. I knew it wasn't going to be, but you know, cause wherever you go, there you are. You know, we've, we've, we Christian kids have learned about this since way back in the day, uh, with, with, uh, uh, the guy in the fish, Jonah. You know, you try to run away from your problems or God or whatever, and it follows you, you know, or he follows you, whatever the example is. It's a great example. So, you know, we came here and, and our situation has changed dramatically. We're in a wonderful rental home. We've never rented a house before. We wanted to buy, couldn't do it. Ended up uh, bidding on three different houses. Housing markets out of control. They outbid us. We lost the houses, had to rent. Worked out great. We're in a three-story 
house from like 180 butt. I don't even know what year it is, but it's old as butt. So I have to add that in. Um, I have a brick backyard. I don't even know how that's possible, but it's crazy. It's got a fountain there. It doesn't work and it's overgrown with weeds and my dog poops in it, but it's still a fountain. It potentially, potentially a fountain. And I, I've got, we, we don't have garages here. We have, we don't have carports here. We have garage ports and all that is, it's like a carport with a garage door on the back. How do you manage that? Well, we have six foot privacy fences on each side of our, you know, our yard and the house, by the way, I could almost touch both sides of it. If, if I'm standing in any one part, cause it is a skinny little, very long, skinny house. It's uh, it's like a row house or something, I guess they call it. But all of the lots here are really long and really skinny. And so it's got exposed brick. If you want to see some of it, my Facebook has some photos, I'm sure. Um, and if it doesn't, you can like message me and I'll send you a photo of a brick. And even my backyard with bricks in it. And um, But no pictures of the dog's poop in the fountain sorry that would be gross that'd get me kicked off facebook likely so so i love the house it, it even has an air you know how in the south we don't have two-story houses maybe didn't but we don't we don't have basements either basements we don't have because the water level's too high uh we don't have a lot of second story houses uh and no third story that i've ever seen but we don't have any second because it gets so dang hot you know but this house has two air conditioners. It's crazy. It's got a bottom level and an upper level, and it's wonderful. It's awesome. And uh, so all that is very cool. Oh, and I live next door. Next door. I, the house that we rented happened to be located right next door to my very best friend in the world, David Godbout, who we came here to work with at his church. So it's like I'm right next door. I can I, – I literally um, – I, I do the home improvement thing where I, I grab onto the fence, stick my face over the fence, and I'm like, Heidi, howdy ho, neighbor. I almost said, Heidi ho, which I think is some cartoon characters. Heidi ho. Um, and I don't remember which one for some reason. Uh, but all of this is great. It's really, really, really cool. Um, garage port, dog poop in the fountain, everything's great. But the situation with me um, hasn't changed. Now, in a way, it started changing before we got here. Most of you know I spent one month uh, and two weeks, actually one month, one week, and four days uh, without my wife with us because she moved up here early to start working, and we wanted to give ourselves a, a better chance at getting a house. Um, that, that didn't turn out to happen, obviously, but it did turn out that this rental opened up and we got to move here, so that was pretty cool. So... All that time, though, I brought up because I have been rather mellow or evened or leveled out. And I think that's the thing I've been crying for for two years is not to be, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be completely free of all of the crap that's, in, you know, that that's that my depression, basically, and all that. Um, but um, the doctor says that eventually you do grow out of it to a certain extent, which is a weird thing to hear about a 41 year old man like myself, but you not only grow out of a little bit, but it just, you'll level out 
and I'll always have to deal with bipolar. I'll always deal with moments of depression and anxiety moments. And that's all I've really been dealing with lately is, is in, in, in the old days, uh, I would wake up and, and I would have to wait to see what kind of day it was going to be. Cause I never knew. I never knew. I was completely unpredictable. Was it going to be great? Was it going to feel okay? Was it going to be able to function or was it going to be a day bent over in pain, uh, in my, in my bed? And now lately it happens so normally or whatever that I didn't even notice until like a month later. I'm like, dude, I haven't been doing that. I've just been getting up and functioning like the old days. And, oh, it's something you take for granted until you don't have it and then get it back. So predictability has been pretty darn good. Now, within that predictability, I still have moments I have moments where I'm not great, but it's not whole segments of my life where things are bad. It's just like I get stressed out about something or some sort of panic thing for no reason comes on me or I I just get to feel like, okay, we're here and I still don't have a life. You know, what's going on? And then I realize, you know, give yourself a break, dude. You know, you haven't even packed, unpacked all your boxes yet. You know, you've been here in your home a week, you know, in a few days, give yourself a a break. So, um, so I have, but I, I launched in all that saying that it, I am not through failing. And, um, I, I need to say this, I guess for my own benefit, it's very selfishly. Um, so I, I told someone that I would do their wedding and, um, she is a very awesome human being and she is a very, uh, important person to me and she's worked with me in ministry and you know jen and i have been able to be there for her and key points in her life and 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 vice versa for that matter and she's important to my children and i told her yeah i'll do your wedding i i won't i don't want to (laughs) i i can't promise that i'll be there but yes i want to do it and so we proceeded even though i wasn't doing real great back then the months and months ago that i promised well long story short we got here and every time I started to, th- my, my wife had to start asking me, okay, James, it's coming. Um, we got to buy tickets, you know, buy you a ticket, buy me a ticket. It's going to be really expensive the longer we wait. And, and that, that, that panic would ra- rise up in me and, and imagining ha- having to do it. Not, not, not that I didn't want to do it, but probably because I wanted to do it so bad But see, and this is where you have to have been here to understand it comes in. But sometimes the more you want to do something and it, when you're depressed, the less, the less you can. And so that panic would rise up in me. And I'm like, I realized really quick, I tried to let it go a couple days and she would keep asking. It's getting more expensive. I'm like, Okay, I, I just can't. I can't do this. I, I know. Or, or or maybe even I could. Maybe I could. Because I couldn't go without Jen. But Jen's like, I don't know if I can get off work. Because I needed somebody with me, you know. I did that a couple years ago where I took uh, Jenna with me to a kids camp. And, and this was before the worst of it. But it was coming. It was coming on strong. And I took Jenna with me because I knew I couldn't go alone. And I still... You know, didn't do, I, I, I oh, fell apart a couple times there and I had to just 
lock myself in a bathroom um, and just try to keep quiet so my daughter wouldn't worry about me. But I, I knew that I, I could probably maybe, maybe do it, but that it would literally set me back in, in time and in my progress and that my family would suffer and that I would use up so much emotional energy doing it um, that it wasn't, I don't want to say not worth it because it, but I have to go there because of family and, and it, it just didn't turn out to be the right thing to do. And so anyway, I told her, I, I emailed her, I, I chickened out, I couldn't even call. And I waited a couple days to, for a response, expected never to hear from her again. And I got a very cordial, very nice, very gracious reply. Um, and, and it didn't take much to read between the lines there and, and, and know that she was heartbroken and not, you know, you know, as much as I was for sure. Um, in my defense, which there isn't really anything to defend, uh, I told her through this whole thing, do you have a backup? Do you have a backup? Because the problem is that if I could do it, I would. That's, I mean, that's the plain and simple truth. If, if I could have, I would have. And I have proven that through this whole thing. My wife has stuck by me in large part because she knew I wasn't faking or manipulating or using my, my illnesses to get out of things. I've seen guys do that. They, they get to do whatever they want around the house because they're you know disabled or whatever. And, or maybe they were legit. I'm done judging these days. But for me, if you see me and I am not doing well, you can tell. But when I am, I, I just naturally do what I do. And the sucky thing is, is, you know, six months from now, I could do something like that probably without even thinking. But the the deal was it was my first wedding. I've never done a wedding. I've always been anxious about it. I got several things that I get really, really anxious about, even on a, even on a good day. One of them is when people ask me to draw uh, something that they will, will eventually take to a tattoo artist and have imprinted on their skin permanently forever. I can't do it. I cannot draw that. Not because I'm morally opposed to it. I'm actually, everybody around here has tattoos. So I'm like thinking, okay, what's going to be my first one? Um, but I think I'm too scared and of the pain, honestly. But I can't, I can't imagine a drawing. I mean, there's so much pressure and stress. This is going to be on them forever. It's got to look good forever. Every person that ever meets them for the rest of their life is going to see this thing on their forearm. And it's got to be perfect, you know. And which is why I probably will never get a tattoo, by the way, because I would have to draw it myself and I could never <laughs> come up with something that I would be happy with for the rest of my days. <sighs> so a blank canvas is going to be the best thing for me. But um, I, I hate like Hades that I couldn't do this thing. Um, but at the same time, I feel free, which feels so wrong, kind of, sort of. You know, I've been posting stuff on Facebook, you know, and, and stuff like you do. 
pictures of my kids and, you know, situations, things that are happened, trying to put little jokes in, you know, I celebrated 19 years of marriage yesterday. And so put some stuff up about that. And, and there was father's day and, you know, so you, you post stuff and I just can't help but think that this, this girl and her, her family with my phone, uh, this girl and her family are probably seeing this stuff and going, what the heck? What the heck? He can't do the wedding, but he can be happy about sandwiches and stuff. That's ridiculous. And um, I was talking to my wife about this last night at our anniversary dinner. That's how important it is, is I'm fitting it in our 19-year anniversary dinner. But I'm like, you know, I don't know that they would understand that, that those moments are possible because they let me go. You know, if I was having to do it still, it would be the, um, you know, locked in the bedroom in the dark, you know, freaking out about it for, for a month, you know, for three weeks or a week or whatever it is. But I, I think she's getting married tomorrow. And um, I wish I was there. I wish I was the person that could do it. I wish I was done failing. But uh, not yet. Not freaking yet. But I wish her the best. And uh, that, that they would stay together. Just stay. That's how I made 19 years. You just stay. There's a little bit more to it. Because you have to make yourself <laughs> into someone that the other person wants to stay with. Because you can only, in the stay idea, it's only your stay that you can control. The other person has to want to stay too. And you have everything to do with that. Which is how you know you've met the right person. Is when you find someone that makes you want to be a better person uh, because they deserve a better you. And um, I have become a better person, a much better person um, over the last 19 years, glad to say. And uh, still still failing, still still a mess. So you can imagine how much what I you know what I came from, how much I've come from. Um, David got about, um, I texted him the other day because we failed again. We were supposed to go to a, um, a, a, a dinner on the grounds kind of thing on father's day. And we went by and drove past and just couldn't stop. Just a couple of triggers that, that caused my wife and I not to be able to go, uh, just the awkwardness of not knowing people and, not having anyone there yet that we knew and, 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 you know, just the rejections and different things that we've experienced in Florida, uh, just caused us to have to come home and it wasn't fun. It wasn't pleasant. wasn't great. And when I texted him and said, I'm sorry, I can't make it. Can't do it. Kind of blame myself. He, um, I'm going to read to you what he wrote. Cause it's good. And it's gracious. And it gives you that out. And uh, it's the same, the same kind of thing that uh, that this young lady did for me. 
He said, I have come to believe that no one day is all that important. And therefore, I have kind of adopted the mentality that nothing rises and falls on any one thing for one day. It's the big picture that I try to stay focused on. I wouldn't have survived the last four years without that mentality. David is an inner city missionary that is doing a very unconventional church structure (laughs) where it's based around the people rather than the building. It's uh, an experiment or maybe it's a recreation of things long past. Um, But what it does is it does not, it's a slow process and it does not produce tangible, you know, benefits, things you could take a picture of and put in a, in a newsletter to your supporters. It's, it's, uh, but I see it. So when he says that, you know, day by day stuff, can't judge it. You have to, you have to look at the big picture that he knows what he's talking about. And so though I will beat myself up about all my failures, you know, you do that. Um, at some point I have to let them go and, and look to the big picture and look to what um, the world is doing in me and what my community will do in me, what my family will do for me and, th- you know, and what God will do for me and in me. So I can't look at the last seven, eight, nine days or months even and, uh, and, and make a judgment or uh, put myself on some sort of scale of, of failure to winner. I, I think the scale is a lot broader than just the last few months or the last couple of years. Say, there's there's one more thing I want to read to you. This is um, uh, I don't know where I got it from. That's a problem. Anyway, I I can't find exactly what it was, but it was an article written by a young lady that was talking about the aftermath of depression, and she's a lot younger than me. She had a great support system. She's in college, and and people just came around her and helped her out. Uh, which is a lot different than than what I experienced. And she was so good, even in her youngness, at at realizing that and, and giving props to people, you know, realizing that she didn't have it easy by any means, but had it, had a good support system. But she's talking about coming out of it, and, and I, I, I'm just going to have to paraphrase because she says something she puts on her on her mirror, reads it every morning and and it had to do with going easy on yourself or being easy on yourself and not judging yourself too harshly uh she says because she says because you're you're still fighting to get back everything you lost and when i read that i'll i'll tell you i fell apart i just you know tears and the whole thing the pain you know Kind of like if you've lost somebody and you see a commercial that reminds you of them and it just hurts, you know, for a bit. And then you're, then you're like, oh, I'll get a sandwich. So it was like that, you know, 
it was so so true but it, but it opened something in my mind and ha- had me realize that when when we were done with this depression thing so to speak and and when it, when the normal started coming back we didn't we didn't start at zero i kind of had kind of i guess subconsciously expected that we did you know and that things were going to get better starting at zero and go to one, two, three, all the way back up to 10, where our life, you know, always, always has been, you know, 10, 11, it's been great. But um, we started at the negatives because we lost so much. This move here is part of replacing some of that. We have friends, we have family here, you know, that, that love us and care for us and take our kids to water parks and crap for us. Um, when my car is broken and I can't, (laughs) I can't get them to some sort of, you know, camp, kids camp or whatever. Um, but we're, we're, we're fighting. We're still fighting, but now instead of fighting to get in to survive, we're fighting to get back what we lost. And that takes time takes patience and it i don't know it it seems like it takes me personally what it what it takes for me is looking outside instead of inside as much because for so long i've been trained to look inside to look at uh what what is what needs to be fixed in me you know uh everything from medication in me to you know uh getting out of bed and and cleaning myself, everything, you know, keeping myself functioning. And now that I don't need all that, I have to, I have to turn that outward. And I have, I think my wife being gone for two, you know, two or a month and a half, it's the greatest thing in the world because it, it, it forced me um, to do everything that I was capable of doing. And I, you know, the dishes and the trash and the cleaning and, you know, showing the house and, uh, selling the house. I mean, the whole thing that we did, signing papers and everything, I had to handle it all. And uh, it was it was so refreshing to be able to do that without the panic attacks and stuff. And I, I came to the kids because the kids would do dishes. They would clean their rooms and keep the TV room clean. They We had a schedule and all this kind of stuff because they had to finish school. And I, I brought them together like on their last night. And I'm like, guys, we've found out that we can do some pretty amazing things. We can do a lot. And I said, when we get there, we got to keep doing them. We got to keep doing them. And so that's what, you know, we're doing. I unpack boxes during the day and set stuff up and, uh, clean sweep floors. And my kids do dishes and we put them away. And, uh, you know, uh, laundry's kind of fallen back into my wife's hands because she insists but uh, my my maybe maybe on the next episode I'll talk about a lot of the things that change or that go undone or things that suffer outside of your mental health when you have two years that have just been you know more or less erased from your life. Uh, that would be an interesting conversation. So if I don't do it on the next one, you just have to remind me. That's it. I mean, I've already kind of laid out all the advice that I have received and the the uh, 
you know, any, anybody that felt like they had to send me an email of, of encouragement, <laughs> hopefully you realize I, I've, I think I've gotten <laughs> what I need. I, I never, I'll never turn one down. Um, but what I, what I don't like are, are like one sentence quickie, you know, well, the Lord never did, but, but, but with a ding, 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 you know, that one, especially that one makes no sense. Uh, but I don't, I don't, there aren't quick answers to big, hardcore life issues. There aren't. We've been told that because we buy books and tapes and we watch, we go to conferences where they're, uh, you know, the breakout sessions last 20 minutes and, you know, it fixes everything, right? No, no, it doesn't. Not in real life. Um, so don't feel obligated. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is one of the shorter GOK, so I'll keep it that way. And we'll see you guys next time. And uh, look forward to Movie Beatdown coming back here shortly. And, of course, that story show. I've missed it. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Peace. <laughs>